Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Our DSW Holiday Pros are here to help you find the perfect shoes for you and gifts for everyone on your list. Want it in two hours? Buy online and pick up in store. Even faster, send a gift card. Head to DSW.com to shop season-making gifts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am so excited because I have my friend and a brilliant mind on the internet. You know her as Bravo Historian. She is Sam Bush. She is the host of Hot Off the Mess on The Dip Podcast Network. She also has a Sex in the City podcast called Shortcomings that I just found out about that I have to listen to. I need to ask you about the revival. Hi, Sam. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you feeling about diving into the Bachelorette world this week? I'm really, I'm really happy to be diving in with you specifically. Thank you. I mean, I did your podcast a few weeks ago and Mm -hmm. somehow turned it into a Bachelor podcast by my presence. That was by accident. You know what? I haven't gotten that many DMs about a guest in a minute. Yeah. People were like, this is such a good episode. This was such a good episode. I was like, Okay, do you just want her to be the host of the podcast? Like, because I can't. off the mess, starring Sarah Heron. Yeah. I'm like, okay, she'll definitely be coming back. I was like, don't you guys worry. But don't like her too much. This is my. Yeah, I was like, she, yeah, I'm like, she can't take over. So funny. Um, I want to get into this episode, but I did want to ask you, mm-hmm. what is the Sex in the City podcast situation? Oh my God. Okay. So uh, I host it with my friend, Chris Lewis, who is. A literal genius like he is so organized and he keeps he keeps me together because <laughs> I always say I was like I like without him I would just be drooling like on the mic and he's great so it's called shortcomings because it's named after one of our favorite episodes we were originally going to name it after like our top favorite episode called are we sluts but there's already a podcast in the dip network uh called the slut pig podcast and they were like oh, yes <laughs> we can't be the slut network like that can't be our brand and I was like are you sure so yeah it's called shortcomings it's we go episode by episode um and right now we're like right in the middle of season two but then we also are going to be talking about the revival so we're going to be like once that comes out every week we'll be recapping the revival because we're so excited and then we also have like an amazing guest coming up and like, I don't oh. want to jinx it, but Candace Bushnell. Stop. The yeah, woman behind talks. Carrie Bradshaw herself. Yeah. We're in talks. Um, oh, I definitely crossed. will be. Yeah. Fingers crossed. No, she's not coming on. <laughs> yeah, no, she's like, please stop harassing me. It's like very one-sided email chain. Um, I will life. be asking her about Ron Galati, who is the inspiration behind Mr. Big. He is Mr. Big and I'm fascinated by him. He right now lives in Vermont with his family on a farm and it's lovely. Wow. Well, I heard yeah. a little birdie told me that the Sex and City Revival will be coming much sooner than we think. You know, we were for a long time talking about on our podcast because we also like at the very top of it, we talk about like the pictures that we've seen from, you know, mm-hmm. that are coming out from the revival and like what we've been hearing. And of course we did wrestle with the fact, like, do we talk about the rumors of Big? Right. Is he with us or is he no longer with us and with us in spirit? 
across that, right. you know, onto the rainbow Is this bridge. a Denny Duquette ghost situation for Carrie and Big, like, as Izzy from Grey's Anatomy? It might be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Excited. I, I don't I'm excited. I'm very we, excited. I didn't, like, really, I wasn't freaking out necessarily. I mean, I watched Sex and the City. I had the E! Channel. Like, I've seen the marathons. Like, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, then some of the pictures have gotten me, like, all right, like, all right, I got to get involved. I'm going to get and, involved. And, you know, all the boys are coming back. Yeah. We got a lot going All on. Oh, boys. Steve looks better than ever. <laughs> oh, she's a Steve girl. <laughs> I'm a Steve girl. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I love it. Well, that's our Sex in the City podcast. All right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> this is that we were going to call that the Dutch Sluts since, um, as in honor of Yolanda. Oh, my God. A fucking Dutch Slut. <laughs> Amazing. Actually, horrible. Yeah. But, and, you know, I got accused of glorifying was, that cause. I called it drama. It, and I apologize, it was everyone. Funny. It is drama. Yeah. It's drama. But to read the. Fu- you're a fucking Dutch slut. Uh, wow. Wow. It was, no, those, I've, I've read a couple court documents in my life and those I have saved on my phone. I saved the PDF. So I'll always have that. Have um, you ever read the letter that she uh, allegedly wrote to, to Bella? Bella? Of course. Yeah. About the car and the tampon in the car. Yeah. That was a time. Okay. They that glossed was, over that on Beverly Hills Housewives. Yeah. Too much. Was, yeah. Way too much. <laughs> Way too much. Um, so The Bachelorette this week. Let's talk about The Bachelorette. Let's talk about Why The Bachelorette. Um, initial instincts on your Bachelor Nation experience. Do you like Michelle so far? Um, were you? Did you watch Matt James' season? Did you have any interest in watching this season before I made you? What were you thinking? <laughs> um, okay. So I was a Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise gal. Like I was, I was in it. I was there for all the, the right reasons. <laughs> I was, you know, but then after Colton jumped that fence, I said, I have to rethink. I have to take a step back. I have to evaluate the situation. Um, because I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And then I watched Ari's season. Was Ari before Colton? No. Uh, yes. Ari was. Yes. Like was right 22. before, right? I have this sick thing where I know what numbers they were. Um, Ari was 22. Colton was 23. Okay. Yeah. So I watched Ari's season and that was riveting. Mm-hmm. Riveting television. I couldn't get enough. I was like, oh. you know, and I think him and Lauren are actually like a really cute couple. And they were one of those couples that everyone hated and now mm-hmm. everyone loves. And, I had a girl um, on from Ari's season last week. Her name's Jacqueline. She's great. And she was talking about how it actually was really nice to be from a season where even though it was like so messy, it did work out because yeah. you like almost feel a little more validated versus like being on a season that becomes such a joke at the end. And I was like, that's actually yeah. such a good point. And I think that that's why I tapped out a little bit because, and here's the thing. I said this when you came on my podcast, I, you know, I don't follow it so closely. Like I don't watch every single episode, but I know what's going on. Right. Because I find it so interesting. It's um, the Instagram Michelle, of it all. Oh my God, the Instagram of it all. The Instagram, the Twitter. I love the Twitter uh, every, you know, well, now I think it's weird that they moved it to Tuesday. It's because Dancing with the Stars is on. It doesn't usually air in the fall. I think that's part of the fatigue because I'm trying to take a pulse on like what people there's are thinking fatigue, of this season. Right. It's, there's major fatigue. There's not usually, this is an extra season. We wasted our time with Katie. Katie had better guys. Michelle's a better bachelorette and it should have, Michelle should have gotten Katie's guys because these guys are not it. But I will let you tell me what you think of Michelle before I go off. I love Michelle. Mm-hmm. I think Michelle is so beautiful and smart and just like too good for this. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I... Ugh, these guys are they're tough it's tough it's a tough crew it's a tough crew yeah. let's get into it with martin because he got the first one-on-one and that was a surprise for me um personally i, I kind of didn't know martin was in the game um and there's just a lot to look at with martin we've got the cutoff flannel we've got the nose ring we've got the earrings we've got the hair we've got the cutouts in the hair it's just pick a lane. We got the glasses by the end. I was like, oh, we don't need the glasses too, Martin. There's too many accessories on Martin. There, I have never seen men wear so many accessories like I have on the last night's episode of The Bachelorette. Yes. Like not just Martin. Nate loves an earring, a dangle. Loves an earring. Loves a dangly earring. Loves to layer a necklace. I was like, whoa. I, I like... Okay, but here's the thing with Martin. Let's talk about him. The mm-hmm. fake Maluma, the bootleg Maluma. Um, yes. He's so hot. Yes, okay. But he's so Florida. 
Wow. And now we you know said I mean? it. Yes. He's so Miami. It feels mm-hmm. very Miami to me. Like he, like he, I mean, he's really hot. He is <laughs> hot. Going it, I think it's just, there's too much of it. There's, there's so much. much. Yeah. It's, much. it's like, didn't Coco Chanel or someone say like, <laughs> take off like look in the mirror and take off one piece of jewelry i think he needs to stop accessorizing and i think think countess luann stole that quote and tried to make it her own at one point of course she did of course she did but you know it it was a lot with the cut off flannel and the bleached hair and like you said the razor cutouts Mm -hmm. um the nose ring i don't enjoy a man with a nose ring i have to tell you i barely enjoy a woman with a nose ring i certainly do not need a man with a nose ring it has to be a a specific look a nose ring is acceptable if you're not 30. Totally. Totally. I find people with nose rings over the age of 30. Like, I love Amanda Petula, but mm-hmm. then I'm upset about it. On I her wedding she day. She wore it on her wedding day. And she I did. was like, I don't love that. I don't either. But she commits. And I mean, so we know. But yeah, Martin, hot, but stuff. It's tough. I, he, I think Michelle's really likes him. You do. Okay, okay. So they did like the car racing thing, which was fine. Like we've been, we've done that on this show before. It was very footloose. Very the flannel. grease. Very grease. Yes. Um, I love that she beat him. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were in a silver tin bucket hot tub, which felt right. Um, it's been a minute. In a garage? A, it's been a minute since we had a hot tub brought in because of COVID. Um, and they've been at these resorts, but now we had a, it was like, a, I guess, was it supposed to be like, like a car or something? <laughs> Why was it like a tin? It looked, it looked, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of what goes on in The Bachelor. Cause you know, I'm, I'm heavy Bravo, mm-hmm. like I lean more Bravo and I find that the intersection of the two is rare mm-hmm. that you find someone who's very Bravo and Bachelor. So like the production aspect of it all is very troubling to me mm-hmm. because on Bravo, it's like, you know, production plays a role in the show. You just do. Right. But it's not as obvious. Like there was something that happened on this episode of The Bachelorette that really deeply upset me. What is it? I mean, do you want to talk about Rick? (laughs) I like Rick. We're going to fight about Rick. Oh, I know. Everyone loves Rick. I... Hold on, save it. Let's let's wrap up, Martin. Let's talk about Martin. Sorry, I no, I can't. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Rick. Um, But yes, Martin. So whatever the classic. What do you feel about Martin? Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's fine. I I, he wasn't really around much in the first couple episodes, so I was surprised he got the one on one. To be honest, Um, I think she does like him. I agree with you. She definitely was like feeling a vibe. They have some chemistry. The mm-hmm. night porch, he also did this thing where he was trying to like stand up for Jamie, who was the villain last week. He went home and there was no reason for that. So I don't like when mm-hmm. the guys try to like, like, that's my dude. Like you can feel that way, yeah. which I know this is a very bromance heavy episode, which I have plenty to say about in a second, heavy. but um, heavy. I don't, didn't like him like saying like defending Jamie. And then in the night portion, he felt like he flipped a switch. Like I'm going to put my glasses on. I'm going to talk about my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about my daddy issues. Yeah. Um, you know, what? you know, your story. It, this man was like, I don't cry. I don't cry. I'm like right. red fucking flags. Yeah. And like the thing about the men that go on The Bachelor is, and I feel like it pertains to men in real life, is they think that they deserve like a cookie for identifying a feeling. Ooh, I like that. And they don't. Like just because you can acknowledge the fact that you are emotionally stunted, like doesn't mean that you're suddenly like so profound cured yeah or like, like that it, you, just because you you said it doesn't mean that you've done yeah the, done the work like you've recognized and you know what it. you know what i learned in therapy what? is that sometimes <laughs> i love therapy is sometimes being so self-aware is actually a defense mechanism oh. because it allows you to put up like a wall that's like well i already know that about me so it's okay and it's like actually but it's not okay right like it's you still just because you know you do it doesn't mean you have an excuse doesn't mean it. right and michelle i i think in I think she, I think she's just really attracted to him. I don't, yes, I don't I think, think they have like a deep connection. I think she's definitely like, Ooh. yeah, 
I agree. Because she, she definitely, and she's good at, Michelle is doing a thing that a lot of the bachelors don't do very well, or bach, bachelors specifically, where she's like leading the conversation and she's setting them up to look great, which is good. Because Ben Higgins actually brought this up to me recently. And he, it was like a lot of the leads in the last couple of years, just like kiss them and are like, thanks for sharing and move on and like, don't ask questions. Michelle is doing what a lead shouldn't even have to do, but like is making these guys look better than they are because yeah. she's giving them an opportunity to talk. And a lot of times they kind of are just like, oh, thank you for sharing. And then they make out and then we move on. This feels like yeah. Michelle is genuinely listening, cares about them. But I agree with these two. It does feel a little physical. Then we were like in like a random star like situation with a telescope or whatever it's called. There was a lot going on on this date. Date. Yeah. It was very chaotic mm-hmm. actually. I would be exhausted. Yeah. It is. I'd be like, I'd be like, we raced a car. Can we eat? Like, can we order Grubhub? Like, can we Postmates something? They're not allowed to done. eat, so if you never yeah. know, they never eat on the show. They never eat. No, it's not uh, yeah. I think they maybe wasted the budget on this date because then the group date had no budget. <laughs> this group date. Let's get into it. Oh my god, these men when they were like pillow fighting. One was doing a face mask. One was laying in this big teddy bear. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) Michelle was like, Michelle was like really upset. Yeah, she was. So we start. She this was date. like, uh, what she even said. She was like, "What am I doing here?" That was my favorite. That was my highlight of the episode when she said to the yeah. producer, "What the f am I doing here?" She, yeah. the group date. It was like pajama party themed. I don't know if they were maybe trying to say something about because like the show obviously gets crap sometimes, deservedly so, about like stereotypes and you know they would make the women have a pillow fight. So let's have the guys do one. Like I don't know if that was them mm-hmm. thinking they were doing something here by yeah. making a slumber party, but instead, like Michelle looked so cute in like little knockoff skims. Um, the guys were given pajamas, kind of aggressive. Like they were they body shaming Rodney by giving him a onesie. Like I didn't love that. And then giving I, S like risky business. Like I didn't love the assignments with the PJs. They should have all gotten the same pajamas. They all should have got I wanted them in uniform. Yes. It's easier to compare. I didn't want them in personality pajamas. I no. wanted uniform. Pajamas. I never want and anyone in personality pajamas. I was like the way. I, and it always makes me laugh about the bachelor and bachelorette is <laughs> like these, like when these people talk about the bachelor or bachelorette and confessionals, they talk about them. Like they are it. the only like, woman or man in the world that they've ever seen. Yes. And Michelle is stunning, gorgeous, like beautiful woman. But when <laughs> I forget his name to be completely honest mm-hmm. with you. But when he was in the confessional and she walked in in that little Fashion Nova Skims knockoff. Yes. Uh, and he just was like, she is so beautiful in that matching set. I'm like, okay, please relax. Like he's never been on Instagram before. Like, sir, I know you follow Summer Ray on Instagram. <laughs> like you are not above like a thought, Diana. No, definitely not. But this party yeah. was, we had ice cream, we had cotton candy, we had Twister, um, we had pedicures, we had cucumbers, masks, um, and we had Build-A-Bear, which I guess then I was surprised because a lot of times during these group dates, they do do something silly and then they get to the, like the night portion, which is supposed to be the Michelle center of attention. But instead, after we did our silly slumber party where Michelle was already feeling like no one was talking to her, we went into a Nikki and Brie Bella situation. <laughs> Guys, I gotta tell you. I, I had no the idea Bella they were going to be on. You do. Okay, let's talk about the Bella twins for 20 minutes. I what are your feelings on the Bella twins? I love the Bella twins. It is like... And I hate the term guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. I really do. But total Bellas, a total, this was like my guilty pleasure. Really? Like no one knew I watched it. It was like top secret. I love I love these ding dongs. Like I can't get enough of them. Wow. I, I did love not know them. that about you. That is I know. So no one does no it really. So when I saw when the curtain pulled back and I saw my girls, I was like, oh my God, Nikki and Bree. <laughs> No, I I think it was interesting. I I think they are very good TV. They they know how to be on camera. That's but why sure. were they there? Like, what was going on? No, well, I no idea because they answered the phone. I think at this point, no they just, rhyme or reason. They used to get like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis to come like host today because they're like Secret Bachelor fans. Now yeah. we have the Bella Twins. Um, I guess because it was wrestling, but it wasn't wrestling. And they you do make people like wrestle on the show sometimes. But it was just a it was a glorified pillow fight with 
homemade teddy bears. I was so confused what we were watching and that we watched it for so long. It was like 20 minutes. It, I, yeah, I was like, what is happening? Also, you know how there's that, um, how people are like, okay, I don't know. I'm like losing my train of thought. Sorry. I'm like, not okay. Um, it's like, it's, it felt to me that this is like what men think women do at summer yes. parties. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that never happens. Have you ever had a pillow fight? Never. Me either. In life. Like it's never happened. I've never once picked up a pillow and hit my friend over the head with it ever. No. And I never will. I hope not at least. I hope no, I've gotten I, past that, that opportunity. If my friend ever came over to my house, went in my room, picked up a pillow and hit me over the head with it, I would kick her out. I'd be like, it's time for you to leave. <laughs> it's, this is over. Whatever this is, it's over. Like, um, no, it was so silly. and So silly. And poor Michelle. Poor Michelle, because she, so we saw her, we mentioned with the producer earlier in the episode saying like, what the F, what the F am I doing mm-hmm. here? She was talking about how she felt unseen, which I, I felt bad for her, but that very quickly became like a buzzword that was like, all right, we get it. Un- unlovable, unseen. It's like, they always push. It's like bullying on the housewives when they like say a word she or gaslighting. It. She said it a lot. She said it a lot. What do you, what would you be thinking if you were Michelle and you were the bachelorette and she had just watched all these girls fight over Matt James and now she is the bachelorette and these guys are deciding to have a pedicure or eat cotton candy instead of hang out with her. Like I would lose it too. Yeah. When she was like talking to them and all of a sudden like you saw her like change because she was like, I'm going to have a good time. That wouldn't be me. Mm -mm. I would be like, we are talking about this right now. No, that's right now. Michelle is a great person and she knows, <laughs> she knows, no, I really do think so. And, a lot and of you and I are, are not. And we are not. And we know no. that. And that's so this is why we're not the bachelorette. And never will be. I, I mean, never. They would have to pull out a lot of, they'd have to cut a lot of clips from the show from the internet. So I was never going to be on the show. Um, yes. But I think that Michelle, you're right. She handled it so well and you could tell she was upset. And I, it, it's probably so many reasons she was upset. Like she has these expectations and she, she wants someone to pursue her and yeah. she, you, any girl wants that in like life, let alone on a show where that's the actual premise. Like mm-hmm. you must be questioning herself. She's like, do these guys not like me at all? It's such mm-hmm. a head game. There was too many guys on the group date too. They had 12 of them there. A lot of times this is, I feel like a little early for them to invite every single dude besides the two one-on-ones. I didn't like that. Maybe that was why. Um, but I, I really did feel for her and I thought she handled it really well because she didn't want to be known as like a diva. And as you and I were saying, we would have, we wouldn't have handled it quite as gracefully. No, I would have been like, I'm sorry. What is going on? Like, why are you boys with face masks hitting each other with teddy bears? Like, it's weird. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. Leaks. <laughs> and Caitlin and Tasha tried to like make they it did. fun. And they, I think that this is a mm-hmm. classic case. I've said this a thousand times since they've taken over because there's been some, you know, it's hit or miss with whether the fans are liking them or not. I enjoy them. I do too. And I think these are, they're just, these are just examples of things. Chris Harrison, yes, he might've been a little more polished with his delivery of this is the final rose tonight, but he didn't genuinely, like they had instinct. They knew immediately that Michelle was uncomfortable, upset. Mm-hmm. They were like, do you want to talk about it? Do you not? Okay. Let's make this date fun. Like they are there to serve Michelle. Chris Harrison yeah. was there to serve Chris Harrison. Like that was the difference. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. And I can feel that like, cause they're like, we've been in this position. So we know the ins and outs and like, we know how you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I see these men not even speaking to you. And I always want to know, like, how long were they filming? Like, Good are question. we, did we really see them not try or was it set up that way? Like I am always questioning Oh, that's, always. as you should be. And it's interesting because I've talked to contestants before and they tell me that usually when the guys want to talk to the lead or the girls want to talk to the lead, however it is, they go to their producer and their producer kind of puts them in like a line. It's like a Netflix queue. It's like you're up here. So that's why when they have it in their head, like, okay, I'm going third, I'm after Chris S. And then you see Nate or whoever swoop in and take your spot. That's why you start getting mad at them because your producer told you you're next. You have this moment. So the producers do guide kind of who's talking. So yeah. Did the producers not want Michelle to be talking to the guys for some reason? Was this like the narrative this week? Because it really doesn't make sense. But I think it also might have just been a group date with too many activities for these men to handle. <laughs> I truthfully, men are such simple humans. Simpletons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simpletons. Shout out to no men who listen to this podcast. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. Um is I do, you know what? I think that's maybe what it was. Like they were overstimulated. Like they yeah. didn't know what 
was going on, they saw shiny things and they just gravitated towards them. Mm-hmm. And they just like, they weren't thinking. And I'm trying yeah. to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but it's hard. But it's hard. It's hard. They, are any, you there for the right reasons? Yeah. I think they're there for friends. As you said, you texted me, I believe. Your first text was, I, are these men oh. here for friends? And for once, I believe they are here for friends. Yeah. I'm like, these men feel like they're there to meet like boys, like yeah. bromances. And I'm like. And that, it, it, that happened in the beginning of the episode too with Martin trying to like defend Jamie. So the bromances are a little too real. You do want to see them getting along to some degree because if you're going to end up with any of these guys, you don't want it to be the one who everybody hated because that obviously says something about if they can't make right. any friends, but you also want them to want to be with you and not only with the dudes. Correct. We, we need a balance. Um, did any guys during the fight stand out to you at all with, because um, Olu personally, his body was just beautiful. Um, I <laughs> my am in love with him. He was a standout. He, for an episode where nominating many of them stood out, he was a standout for me. He, he is so beautiful. Yeah. And how he, when she opened up, and he got so emotional and was like, my sisters, like, I've seen this, you know, like, mm-hmm. I was just like, what a prince. I know. I know. The bar was low, like we said, but I really thought oh, he... the bar is in the gutter, <laughs> but he really, like, he went to the next level because it felt real mm-hmm. to me. Like, it felt like he was really, and I mean, he was a beautiful crier. Yeah, I was, was like, props to you. I agree. But... Yeah, I really, he was the standout for me um, from the entire episode, really. Yeah. I thought, you know, I love him. <laughs> it's, it's love. I agree. I really like him, too. I'm glad he got I tried to find rose. him on Instagram. Couldn't. Nowhere? Really? I, maybe I was, like, doing something wrong. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he has you blocked for some reason. <laughs> I know when I know it was just, oh my god that would be hilarious um no he was great I'm glad I got the group date rose his tears did feel real and genuine which is very rare for reality television level in this program and I think Michelle um, responded well to that I yes. think she liked it what about um so I, I don't know if you, you know Clayton is is the next bachelor um he hasn't gotten much screen time including this episode do you have any generic general thoughts about Clayton from what you've seen so far do you even know which one Clayton is? <laughs> Are you watching my face? Yes. You're like, but that's the point. He's not getting any attention. And I don't care. He's but- the large yes. man with the beard. Yes, he's very large. I is he the one that um in this episode? The fact watched- I can't even place no, him. But Why is he the next bachelor? We don't know. That is the question. The fuck? It's so confusing. They, and this is the episode, this episode, it's been all the same ones. Like he's gotten, no, he fought Joe in his teddy bear fight. If that gives you any indication, if you remember which one Joe is, you probably don't. Because um, it's, I have to memorize these guys' names. Um, but Clayton, it, it's hilarious that. I also hate the name Clayton. That's fair. Because it, I think that's the evil man in Tarzan's name. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the poacher. Wow. Deep cut mm-hmm. for Tarzan. Yeah, deep cut. Shout out to Phil Collins. I seriously, yeah, like I just no, I, but the you, fact, your reaction said it all. Yeah, like why I don't know. I want someone to be the next bachelor who's like a no name. Oh, like um, not even like on the show I, before. Not even on the show. Well, they tried that with Matt James, even though he wasn't a no name because he's Tyler Cameron's best friend. But he, he, he it was too much of the season was like teaching Matt James how to be on camera. Oh, that was a problem. His eyes open. Yeah, exactly. And he, yeah. after watching him on Dancing with the Stars, I, my, I genuinely liked Matt. Always, anytime I interacted with him off camera, he was very nice. And on Dancing with the Stars, he came off much more whatever. I think The Bachelor was not a good format for him because he, like, I, he was just couldn't handle. Like, he wasn't used to being on reality television, and that's yeah. kind of a good human, but a bad reality star. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that wasn't off. good. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. That's no, I get it. You're right. Okay. But You're I know right. what you mean. Like it, oh, thank you. Um, I know what you mean, but I think that they learned that the hard way. That it's like we have to have someone who like knows so what a is producer Clayton is. Attractive. Yeah, the, he's, he's just like he's like a normal guy you would meet. I mean, he's a football player. He's tall and big, but like if you went mm-hmm. to any college school, you would meet that kid at the bar after the football. Like it's very generic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want someone like a like an oil tycoon's like grandson. Ooh. Like I want rich. I want money, honey. Want I don't Dallas. want, I want Dallas. 
Yes. I want dynasty. Dynasty. I want, Give me a character. I want, yes. Like I want someone like who owns a vineyard. Like that's, Nick you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> my dream. I want a Nick Parker. I, 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 I don't want someone who's like there for social media. I want someone who's like, I'm so above this, almost like a Quincy Morgan. Oh, yeah, Sonia like, Morgan's daughter. Sonia Morgan's daughter. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you guys don't know. You don't know who Quincy Morgan is. <laughs> but she's like so wealthy and so elite that like she barely is on Instagram. She mm-hmm. just paints all day. Like she's one of those people that's so rich that she can be an artist. Oh, love that um, for her. And it's like, that's the kind of person I want. I don't want someone who's like there to get like flat tummy tea. Yeah, I agree. And Clayton is basically just Colton again, but hopefully it goes better. I think that's the consensus. He's a football player. He's a tall white guy. Um, Now we have Jesse Palmer as our new host. So they will be bonding over those things. Um, Mm. But it's just, it's almost like a joke at this point. Like it's like they're pranking us, like by putting him in every episode where they, you hear Michelle say his name at least once or twice, but you don't actually hear him say anything or do anything. One last week, Clayton literally said on his group date, you know, I haven't had a chance to stand out yet. And I was like, they kept that in to troll us. Like, this is a weird thing. I know the like big emotional one-on-one where he has trauma must be coming, but it's very distracting for me to watch the show like this. I've learned that that is a thing now on Bachelor Mm -hmm. at is the trauma. Trauma. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Rick. Trauma bonding. Okay. Speaking of trauma. So Rick, um, I have loved so far this season. I still cannot decide whether he's wearing eyeliner. That's been my biggest issue with Rick so far. Um, And he, but I will say he started this episode um, his one-on-one date, thinking that he was going to get a run and jump, toddler jump situation when he got out of that car, and he body slammed her. He body slammed her. It was too soon for the toddler jump. Mm-hmm. Rick has clearly watched the. He cracked her back. <laughs> I had to rewatch it. There was a was crack. there noise? Yes. Stop. I'm like, oh, oh. stuff. Wait, that's tough. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> Go back um, and rewatch it. There's a crack. I will. I will go back because I did. I was so distracted by, oh no, he thought he was lifting her up because that's what they do on this show. But that is right. for hometowns, dude. You're not there yet. You don't, you're not you're there not yet. The, you don't get to pick her up and spin her around. Nope. Um, and they did like a hiking heights situation. So I, they were outdoors. I think I zoned out a little bit. Um, but they were, they were hiking. Our DSW holiday pros are here to help you find the perfect season making shoes for you and gifts for everyone on your list. Whether it's cozy Ugg slippers for your mom, wear everywhere Adidas sneakers for the kids, or must-have Sorel boots just for you, DSW has gifts for everyone, in every budget. Want it ASAP? Buy online. And pick up in the store in just two hours. Can't make it to the store? You can't go wrong with an e-gift card. However you're gifting this year, DSW's got you covered. Head to DSW to see our picks for making their season bright. Let's talk about this wish box. This note wish box that they stumbled upon. Mm Mm-hmm. With very convenient notes, yes. I will say. About fathers. The producers are so fucking shady. They were like, this guy has father trauma. Oh, write a note about how your dad, how you wish you could see where he, where you are now. Yeah. No, when it was. Pulled that note out. Oh, oh, it was so weird. I wish I had a love like my grandparents. And Michelle was like, I do. I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Well, the like, thing is also Michelle, not that it's, she shouldn't be like faulted for this by any means, but she, her parents no. are still together. She has, comes from like an amazing family and that's great. But our leads, we usually don't have that. Like they usually have some sort of trauma they're working through too. So it's like, these guys are spilling it. And she's like, oh, I don't have that. Like she talks yeah, about being like, um, nice. yeah, biracial and things like that, which is obviously a whole other discussion. And she, um, it's a huge part of her story and she's been open about that and sharing everything like that. But when it comes to the parent stuff, it's interesting that these guys keep talking about their parents and her, her whole like first episode was like, Oh, my parents are still together. I want to love like them. And these guys are all like, my dad had an affair on Christmas or whatever the story was. Okay. Cause when they pulled that note out that said, you know, I wish my dad could see how far I came or whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I was like, what are we about to unpack? Because I already, okay, listen, I don't like Rick. Tell me why. I don't enjoy him. Um, I find him to be very. Just say it. Uh, no, I can't. I was already warned before I came on this podcast uh, by do. a friend of mine, my oh. friend Allison, who works for the dip. She was like, rein it in. 
<laughs> rain it the fuck in. I was like, okay. So this is magazine.com. Yeah. <laughs> you were in my phone. <laughs> where it says company plus magazine.com. Um, so listen, there's something about him that I find to be so unsettling. Like he okay. makes me very, very uncomfortable. Interesting. I don't know if it's because he's on camera or what, and he's like nervous or something. I don't know. I don't enjoy how he speaks. Okay. He talks almost like a baby. And like he, his mouth, I don't like his mouth. I, I'm sure he's a nice person. Right. Oh, that's always, I, that's always, yes. They're nice people, right. whatever. But we're talking I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy watching him. He makes me okay. deeply uncomfortable. The way that he was like holding her behind, it felt very like stiff and like, I don't know. Like there's something like my palms are sweating. There's something inside me that's like, Michelle run for the fucking hills. Wow. And then. And now we said it. And now when he opened up, I was like, that's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. My heart breaks for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't love a man whispering to me. Okay. So it's more about how he delivers his messages than his messages. He was was talking to her like this. Thank you for letting me open up. It was Christmas morning. It was Christmas morning. I'm like, why the fuck are you whispering? Like, and the way he just like looks at her, I don't know. Like, there's something just very eerie to me about him. Like, okay. I. <laughs> she doesn't like Rick. It's fine. I do like Rick a decent amount, but I did Everyone not like love... Rick. I did not like his um, falling, feels like I'm falling in love with you already situation. It's too soon. Weird. There's 14 guys left. I don't like the dropping of an album. You go, this is where you go with like, I could see something happening here. Don't bring up an album. This is a little bit too soon, Ricky. Yeah. And I was rooting for you. Um, and I did think the story about his parents was interesting. I actually wanted to know more. Usually when they're talking about their like parents or their like trauma in life, I'm, I can recognize that's sad. Or I either can relate to it or I can't relate to it, but I recognize it for what it is. Um, thank you for sharing. Let's move on. I actually wanted to know more. I feel like there's a lot about Rick's parents that like he, like this. There's his, more. There's more. There's mm-hmm. definitely more. Um, and then Andy Grammer was here, which is, you know, big, big celeb cameo episode for The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> when Michelle had to plug Andy Grammer and his new song, yeah. his new hit single, new hit I was single. like, oh my God. There's always, and you know what? What really got me through this scene is the fact Michelle was so beautiful in her yes. gown. And I was like, they did Katie so dirty with oh her my God. looks. And then Michelle shows up and she's in this shimmering gold gown with her like beautiful like lip color like everything just looks so glowy and I'm just like they threw Katie in Charlotte Russe no they they really did it and everything about Katie's season just felt so like a flop what what are we doing here but the guys I did like a lot of those guys and these guys I feel like we have the backdrop we have this resort we have Michelle who's stunning we have the clothes we have everything we have the Bella twins but then we have these guys who just like aren't doing it for me and it's confusing because let's talk about Nate because Nate is the clear front runner. Nate with a Y. Nate with a Y and with two earrings that almost, you know, that One dangle. One is a dangle. That, yes, he's very serious about his jewelry. He will probably be starting a jewelry company. He should team mm-hmm. up with Martin if they know what's good for them. Um, take Alexis Then Water should her team up with Teresa Giudice. Oh, you jewels think? by Teresa. Okay. Oh, yeah. I heard actually about that, and it's mm-hmm. she's not designing the jewelry; she's just picking it out. Which I recognize. Girl, recognize your strengths. Yeah, it says that on her Instagram bio. Recognize your strengths. It was like no, oh. but it says <laughs> not designed by Teresa. <laughs> you know what? Just selected self awareness. It always comes full circle. It we always love. comes full circle. We love. Um, but Nate, and Nate is a very is a favorite on inter- the internet. Is a favorite for Michelle. Um, she even during the group date like pulled him aside and she's like I'm disappointed in you because I know we have a connection like you didn't steal me um he gets a little bit of drama with Chris S which we can talk about I personally don't like Nate um and I don't have a real reason the same way you feel about Rick is kind of how I feel about Nate I just don't trust him and you think he's got it in the bag you think he said that yeah I do think he said that I think so too I think he said something along those lines and these guys they make the mistake of trusting the wrong person or saying like cocky things like they all want to be the bachelor they all think they have it in the bag but you can't say it to the guy who's going to go snitch on you so like chris s is a loser like he's a dweeb like a dweeb. he's a dweeb like i a agree dweeb. with that but i also agree that nate is cocky and i don't it's, mm-hmm. the wrong way. it's way too early to be this cocky 
And I think Michelle actually believes Chris. Yes. She kept him around, which I know I think they she's... always keep the villain, but last week she got rid of, so far she's gotten rid of the villains very quickly and she kept this guy. So I know the producers there's... like do that, but I think she believes him too. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, she definitely knows Nate said that. Yeah. But I don't think Nate is wrong. Yeah. I think he does have it in the bag. I think he does too, because his only real competition is Joe, who didn't really get much screen time this week, but he is from Minnesota. They had Instagrammed DM'd before the season, like two years ago, and he ghosted her. <gasps> but Michelle has like been holding a candle for him. It's very clear, like she's very smitten with him, but she knows like oh her God. her heart is like or her head is like this guy ghosted me. I shouldn't like she almost sent him home first night, but she's like so attracted to him that she kept him around. And now they're going back to Minnesota, so they're gonna have like a what could have been Minnesota. They, he played basketball, she played basketball. Like it's gonna it's like a high school boyfriend you can't get over is her relationship with Joe. So that's Nate's only real competition. Oh my God. Yeah. There's something about a guy named Joe, grocery store Joe, you know. Yeah, I know. My king. My king. I know. I know. And Nate with a Y is tough. That's a tough name. <laughs> Nate with a fucking Y. Someone on Twitter yesterday said that he looked like Chris Brown. Oh, a little. And I see that. When Chris Brown was like on the OC and doing like, yo, excuse me, miss. And like run that, run it or run this town or whatever that song was oh, called. That man. era of Chris Brown. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to get into the current era, <laughs> no, uh, no. but Nate. Uh, okay. Chris S. Yes, I think he is a tiny little demon. Fair. But I, I enjoyed the drama. I did too. We need, this episode needed a little spice. It needed a little spice. He was like, add a little bit of spice. Like <laughs> that TikTok sound. Like it's very Just that. <laughs> yeah. It was very that. And I was like, you know what? I am enjoying it. I, when he said that he was going to wink at Olu, I was like, but then he didn't. I'm yeah. Just like, fucking pussy. Yeah, that was lame. I was, like, I was lame. You know I was who would have. Who would have? Evil Chad. Oh my God, Chad Johnson. Talk about Ooh, the hairiest man on earth. No, I heard that's Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley. <laughs> oh my God, she was like, I know his feet are big. I'm like, oh God, shut up. Go eat some clay. So annoying. Go brush your teeth with like the soil. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I really, I appreciate Chris S. for giving us something to talk about as well, but then I didn't like when Nate was confronting him about it, and he immediately then tried to blame Michelle, and he was like, she probed me, she probed me, like, dude, own it, if you're going to be this, the, the pot stir, you cannot start blaming the lead, that's, you're right. never going to win if you're blaming the lead for your problems. No, and you also, I didn't enjoy the fact that he was like, are you going to hit me? Yeah. I'm like, just because his hands when he rests them are on the same level as your eye line. Like, sorry, he's tall. Yeah. Like he can't help it. So it's like when he's talking with his hands, they happen to be in your face because that's just the height situation. He's not going to hit you. No. But, um, Rick was like disgusted by Chris S. (laughs) Rick is serious about Michelle. Rick is like, this is unacceptable. Unacceptable behavior by Chris S. Um, also, I don't know who the other Chris is, but I love that we have to call him Chris S. I guess there's another Chris running around. I don't even yeah. know who that is. We don't know because he's not giving Michelle any attention. No, because none of them are. They all did a horrible job. None of job. them are. Do you think they are actually into her? Do you? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I think Nate is. I think Joe is. I think Brandon, who was the one who you see um, at the way end, like right before the rose ceremony, he's one of the ones like when we lock eyes, we're like having a moment. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, he's really cute. Um, looks like he gets maybe someone on one time next week based on the promo. Rodney is the guy who did the handshake thing with her. They're very friend zoned, but he seems like a very, he just seems like a nice human. He seems like a really good guy. He is definitely not going to win. No, no chance. He showed up he's going home on soon. night one. He was in like an apple costume because she's a teacher. Um, <laughs> The costume okay. guys never usually win. Oh God! Yeah, they're yeah. The producers are like, we know you're not going to make it no. far. But like he's the guy he seems keep like around. a good guy. Yeah, you keep him around because the they, Michelle needs people who she, she doesn't want to feel like she's going to blow her brains out when she speaks to, and they're they can be their friend. So there's always like a token friend who goes to like final like six ish, then gets to go in paradise, and usually gets a very good edit on everything, and just gets like a good decent semi influencer life, and they deserve mm-hmm. it because they're a decent human. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that for him. I love that for him too. I'm loving that trajectory for Rod- Rodney. I know we will see him on Paradise. Um, and what then, kind of you know, person would you be on? If oh. you were a contestant, what contestant would you be? Well, I guess like if you like, what kind of energy would you be bringing? 
Well, table. if I went on before there was rules about drinking, I would be the drunk girl who fell over at the rose ceremony and got sent home. Um, but now that they have a drinking rule, I would probably be the girl who was stirring the pot because someone would tell me something and then I would immediately go tell the other girl that she said it and then I'd deny it and I'd probably be Chris S, unfortunately. <laughs> I love it. I think Messy. I'd be bored. I don't think I would do well with like one guy as the like, no. I think I would immediately be like, I'm out. Like he doesn't like me. I'm going to just try to keep myself entertained here. Unless yeah. like there was some amazing connection, which I doubt would happen. Then I would just probably hide. And I think I would get away with it because people like to tell me things and no. I don't think they realize that sometimes I can, you know, be maybe on the side. Awesome. Just yeah, gossip. We're gossip queen. I love to gossip. I think gossip has such a bad rep. I think it's yes. like so. I think it's like not to get all like weird, but I feel like it's very rooted in like internalized misogyny. The fact that people don't like say that gossip is bad. I'm like, are you kidding? How do you think stories were told back in the day? Are you? We're just storytellers. We're storytellers. Also, if you think about it, I mean, like sports and stuff, like you're not gossiping necessarily about their personality, but you're, you're shit talking whether they're good at it or not, or you want them on your mm-hmm. team. It's the same thing. You're judging people where humans, yeah. we judge them. And there's a difference. You know what my mom me. says? What does she say? Mary, wise woman says, you're not judgmental. You're opinionated. And Thank I you, say, Mary, for the thanks, validation. Mom. That's a housewife tagline. Yeah, it's, I know, twirl. Twirl. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that for you. I think you would you do? be like as demonic as Chris S. I don't think so either. But you would definitely be like, you know what? What was her name? Corinne? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Blade. lots of cream on my on my boobs for the bachelor to lick off. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it would be like, you would be like fun like that. Like you would be like stirring it up. Yeah, I think I would just be like, listen, like, watch out for that girl. Like, she, and like, drop a little bomb and kind of like, just let everybody know what was going on and maybe keep things. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be a producer's dream. You'd be the but storyteller. Then, the I group. think I would be like the narr- I'm Lauren Conrad. <laughs> this is my yeah. show. Um, but I also think that I would say some sarcastic stuff probably that if they wanted to cut it, they could make me look crazy because usually that's what happens. Like, the villains sure. are, they're very sarcastic in their confessionals and then they make, they cut out the, the funny part and they just look insane. So there's a chance I could fall into that. I think I would, I would definitely one of those people who I would leave and be like, I, they, they, I could do so much with this edit. I can't wait to see. Um, how do you think you would do? Horrible. No, out night one. Out. Out. They'd be like, she's so fucking boring. Get her out of here. See, I know because I'd make I, it, I know I'd make it far because I would be, I'd be I, storytelling. I truthfully just feel like I wouldn't have the energy I think I have an iron deficiency because I'm constantly exhausted and I just like, I would, I think I would just be like, you can talk to me if you want to talk to me. Find me. It's my, I'm the lead now. You know what? Maybe I would be the guys on this group date. Like I would be like, <laughs> you're you know the one I, who's just eating cotton candy in the corner. Yeah. Cause I also, I also would be like looking at all these beautiful girls and I'd be like, Oh my God, what am I doing here? Yeah. The insecurity level would be. Oh, skyrocket. Either I would be sleepy and off within the first night, or I would just be giving really good confessionals. So they would need you too, just to, I would be like an observer. Yeah. I would be like Bethany Frankel season three. Like I would be like she the was Greek pregnant, chorus. So she was a little tired, but she yeah. still was bringing the, the funny. She was the Greek chorus. She was like narrating, like you said, like what's going on. Right. So if there was yeah. a Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone on your season, you would be the one to let us know that she is indeed crazy in real life. <laughs> yes, exactly. So like maybe that. you and I would make it a little far. I think we would be quite the, the pair on the same season. Oh my they God, would. we should sign up. I, I think we should, we should just send this in. Yeah, this is our audition. This is an our, our audition, and then they'd be like, "Okay, they pre-planned their whole thing. Um, they are snakes and horrible." <laughs> my friend, my be- one of my best friends, she is dying for us to go on Married at First Sight together. Wow! I Would said, you "You're fucking nuts." No, <laughs> you feel legally married on that show. Yeah, I know. I don't, it's intense. I, and it doesn't get enough of a reach that it's worth it. You got to get on like Love is Blind if you want to get like a million followers. So Married at First Sight, it, it was shocking because I used to watch that show in the way beginning and I haven't just because there's too many other bigger shows like this mm-hmm. franchise that never ends. Um, yeah. Do you have a prediction on how the rest of the season is going to go? I think I, I can picture if these men don't get their shit together soon – I could picture Michelle kind of maybe sending more than just like one person home. I like, Ooh. I can see her just being like, you're done. 
Like yeah. if they're on the next group date and the same thing happens again. And she's like, I actually don't even have a connection with you. You need to leave. I think so too. Like, cause she's like, if I've already expressed to you how I felt multiple times, get out of here. Yeah. I think so too. And I think, but she, I think Nate's going to win. I think Nate's going to win too. Nate I think or gonna, Joe. I think it's going to get down to Nate and Joe and she's going to have this whole internal debate and then mm-hmm. Joe's going to lose and, and then he'll be the next bachelor. No. Cause it's Clo- It's Clayton. <laughs> Well, after Clayton. Yeah, I don't know. I heard Reality Steve said that they're doing Clayton and then they'll do, um, apparently they might sneak in another season of The Bachelor in the spring, then do Paradise and then keep The Bachelorette in this fall slot and then like rotate what the fourth season is. And it's like, I'm begging you guys, like I don't need four seasons of this. And then Paradise gets so complicated because there's so many people to keep track of and there's less people to pick from. And this year, Paradise was amazing, but there was too many people on the beach. And it's like, I have other, there's other news. I mean, at least you have job security. Good point. Spin zone. I like that. I like that. You're right. You're right. Like, I mean, it's keeping you employed. That's fair. I should be grateful. I should, but I'm just, I know you're exhausted. I get, I get burnt out from Bravo. I do. Like I get Bravo burnout. Like right now we're in like the most epic Bravo thing ever situation. So you can't feel burnout right now. You must be loving it. Do you have a confession? I'm really burnt out. (laughs) Jen Shaw should have given you like revived you. I love, listen, I, I, I've been saying this for a long time. I'm really upset that they put Salt Lake City right after Potomac. Okay. Because I'm just not in that. We're just airing them back to back. Back to back. Like I can't do it. Like I need Potomac on one night, Salt Lake City on another night. Okay. I I can't do the salt. I can't. I mean, but I will. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I have, I actually have to, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But wow. Yeah. Wow. We, we did any hot takes. Hot takes. Um, I mean, I love Salt Lake City so much. I think that they are all insane. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite. I mean, Heather is if I like actually favorite, like whatever, but I just love me some Whitney Rose wow. so much. That might be a hot take. Um, because, and like, people love her, but it just like her dynamic with Mary, like that whole thing. Cause obviously the Jen Shaw was just, I mean, chills for the whole 10 minutes, but the fight with Mary and Whitney over the costume was just instant classic to me. Like that was so good. That was the stuff of legends. It really was. Yeah. No, it I was. was loving it. I was I like, Whitney. get this woman to be a producer of Bachelor. Oh, totally. Like, make her like send invitations out to like clowns and just make them make them do stupid shit mary is just like the most the wildest person we've had on television in such a long time i've never seen anything like her ever it it, it, i don't even there's no words really she's sinister Mm -hmm. but i enjoy it right we got her out of the closet it's Mm -hmm. all the the cults i love a cult more than anything so that i cannot wait my personal favorite is Jen Shaw. <laughs> wow. Let's unpack that for a second. Really? I love, I love her. Are you worried about her going to jail? Uh, she's probably going. You know what's funny <laughs> is Bravo aired the Teresa Checks In special before a Real Salt Lake City marathon on Sunday. And I was like, that was shady. So fucking shady. Bravo is so smart. And yeah. I can picture them doing what they did with Teresa and like, holding off on filming mm-hmm. until she gets back from jail. I don't think Jen's going to go to jail for that long, personally. Probably not. I mean, Lori Laughlin did like two months. For, yeah, she literally walked though. around like the the jail yard like one or two times and was like, all right. <laughs> and Becky's out. <laughs> yep, I'm back on Hallmark. Yeah, literally. She's on the Hallmark like spinoff now um, channel. Um, yeah, I just love Salt Lake City. It really, I'm so excited for Sunday. I know they're hyping it up, which usually it means it probably won't be as good as they're saying, but I it, just, these women just, they kill me and it's, they're still so in it cause it's so early that they still feel like they have to be there. And I feel like Potomac brings that energy too. Um, those women would never like refuse to, even like Robin and Giselle refusing to go on that trip. They still came by the end. Like the, they still show up and that's how, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're doing their job and they're on like their sixth season and they, they've been getting more hype than ever. Potomac finally deservingly so, and they still show up and you know, like the Karen Giselle thing will be like a mate will always go down as like a great back and forth. They are just consistently good. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Candace? 
Oh, well, do you want to fight? <laughs> you love Candace. I, the girls are fighting. I cannot stand Candace. Yeah, no. I wanted them to keep Monique, which I know is a horrible take, but I don't like Candace. Well, they offered Monique to come back, and she said no. Because of Candace, right? Well, she got her contract and was like, this looks bleak. Yeah. Um, Candace, I know she's good for the show, I guess, but I genuinely just, like, don't – she doesn't show any growth. Okay. I got that. Why do you like her so much? I find her to be so funny. Okay. She I has do. moments. I find her to be funny. I find her – to be very smart in her, she's very, um, she's got a wide vocabulary. Like her husband says she uses lots of, lots of adjectives Mm -hmm. and I enjoy that. I do think that there's like this incredible double standard when it comes to Candace. And when it comes to other housewives, I didn't enjoy Andy Cohen's performance at the reunion last Sunday. I thought he went a little, I thought he went a little hard on her. Uh, considering like that Erica Jane is allegedly like, you know, being accused of defrauding orphans and widows and like Mm -hmm. he, and she's allowed to talk to anybody how she ever, she wants, whenever she wants. And it's like, here's the thing about Candace. Let me just wrap this up really quick. Mm -hmm. My thing with Candace and my thing with a lot of housewives like Dorinda or like very controversial people is that just because I like them doesn't mean I co-sign everything they say and do. Like when I saw Candace like throw the lettuce or like when I said, when I saw, she said, yo mama, I was like, God fucking damn it, Candace. I was like, God, I'm going to have to, it's like, yes, it's like that TikTok. I'm quoting TikTok a lot. Uh, I need to get a life. (laughs) It's like, it's like, I'm fighting for my fucking life. Yeah. It's like, I'm fighting for a Candace fans are, we're fighting for our fucking lives out here. You are. What do you call yourself? Candace Hound? What is it? Basset Basset Hound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're a basset hound. I am a basset hound. Well, I think that Salt Lake City and Potomac are pretty flawless as they are, and they shouldn't change the cast. So I'm happy about that because we, you know, some of our, and obviously Beverly Hills has been great this year, but some of our our classic ones needed some mix-ups, and we'll see what they do with New York. And do you have any predictions on what they're going to do with New York? It's impossible. I can't decide what I I think at all. I, it's really annoying watching people online be like, they're going to cancel it. They're not going to cancel it. New York is, they had one bad season. Yeah. Out of how many? It's like, give them a fucking minute. Like Beverly Hills had tough seasons for years. Orange Mm -hmm. County. I I have high hopes for the way they're going to come back with Heather DeBro, but that was getting unwatchable. That was painful as fuck. Yeah. Um, So with New York, I mean, I think Dorinda should come back. Okay. My girl. I feel that. I think Dorinda should come back. I think I want women. I don't want, okay, this is, sorry. This is like going, this is not what people came here for, but I just have to say this. I don't want housewives, young housewives. I don't, I don't don't want them pregnant. I don't want them. No, I want women in their forties and fifties, not saying you can't get pregnant in your forties, but I'm just saying like, I, that's why I loved housewives is like, you got to see women in their forties and fifties, like living life being Mm -hmm. complex female characters. And I think that that's missing from television landscape currently to quote Miss Sarah Jessica Parker recently in Vogue. Mm -hmm. We did. I love that. And I, so I'm just like, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to see Ashley Darby pregnant. I don't want to like, I'm over it. I want, like, I want Dorinda to come back with like her friends. Okay. I don't need Leah to come back. I don't need Ebony to come back. Do I think it was their fault that this season was a flop? No, I think it was production. Yeah. Um, and COVID's fault. I agree. Um, but Ramona, I mean, Ramona's got to go. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't I think, think they're, they're going to do it her. either. I just they talked to Ramona never. on the phone the other day for the, um, the Housewives all-star thing and she immediately answered the phone in classic room fashion like telling me about she's the, the real estate thing she's showing and they're trying to get her here and she's at the doctor i'm like okay i have five minutes and i need you to tell me like this this and this like i don't care but it yeah. was it almost gave me energy it was like this is the ramona i like chaotic ramona who is yeah. good for the show and it's just i don't know where things went wrong but we could talk about this forever you have to go Sorry. i have to go tell everyone <laughs> if they would like to listen to you you talk about bravo and sex in the city yeah. and all that fun stuff and pop culture where they can listen uh, you can listen to me anywhere you get your podcast uh, at Hot Off The Mess is my pop culture Bravo podcast. And then Shortcomings is my Sex and City podcast. And you can follow me at Bravo Storian on Instagram and at Takers All Up on Twitter. 
perfect. Your Twitter, by the way, a lot going on on your Twitter these days. <laughs> you want to talk about it? My mom, I got a text message from her about it this morning. I, everyone should go check it out. Definitely follow her on Instagram. If you don't, I feel like you probably already do. You are so funny and you are always the first to post everything. So I love it. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Thank and you I'm so sure much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. 